Welcome to the No Name Podcast. I am Jay Uncle Juju St. Paul. I am Ish. And I am C Stats. We upload video versions on YouTube, which you can find on the I Am Hip Hop Magazine YouTube channel. Easiest way to search for us on YouTube is to type I Am Hip Hop, or one word, Space Magazine. And yes, I did say Space, their magazine. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and click that notification bell as we post weekly, and it really helps with the algorithms. We hope you enjoy the show. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. Peace. Peace. That's dope. And he starts off with a swear word, as per usual. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the No Name Podcast. You're now in tune with J. Juju St. Paul, and I have my man, Ishmael Street. And that's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is good. This is an interview with a young, talented brother um, yes, who, I've, who I've met for a connection of people. I used to DJ for the American University in Richmond, um, London. And yeah, so we wanted to have a conversation with you, Mr. Kicks Capri. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thanks for having so far, me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for thank you for joining us. How have you mm -hmm. been anyways, Young King? Bro, I've been good. I've been as good as possible. I cannot complain. How have you been? Yeah, roller coaster, as you know, um, as yeah. I mentioned in the, in the personal and the groups and such, but pushing mm -hmm. on, just making use of the time as much as possible, high creativity, the web.net's up and running, doing this, the No Name podcast, working with, yeah. still with I Am Hip Hop intertwined, and yeah, man, just in, as well, and just enjoying the conversations that we have in that hip hop only, hip hop only group and such. So, so yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you actually where my mind state is just by what you just said. High creativity. That's mm. what I've been on, really. Like I have I have a lot of stuff that that nobody knows about, and I'm just like sitting on and building, and it's gonna be crazy when when it hits the fan. And I know you know that, Ju, from what I've been oh. posting in the group. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely you're definitely going in like 100 percent going in. That's why I wanted to yeah. have the, this chance to have the conversation with you yeah. now before you eventually become you know, uncont uncontactable on these kind of, <laughs> yeah, this kind of level. Nah, like, yeah. You're always going to have my number, bro. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget I about us, it, man. Because yeah. we've been in the past and like, they're like, who are you? Who are you again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have an interview with you on YouTube. You know that, right? <laughs> Yo, you guys want to know what's crazy? This is actually my first interview. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, so we yeah. breaking it. We popping that cherry, yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, so it's we'll impossible to forget this now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also another. <laughs> but that's also another reason why I wanted to put together this pod. Really, is to give once yeah voices for people, and especially mm -hmm. for you know talent. And I think that's the other thing a lot right. of people kind of miss, as we all know. It's very much of a it's a struggle in any kind of case or any type of way to to kind of break in this industry because there's so much there's so much artists now they're so easy yep. to get your stuff out you've got so many different ways of putting music yep. in front of people so Absolutely. by building something like this just gives us the chance to have these kind of healthy conversations and find out more about the person and that's yeah. why I put one of my reasons why i put this thing together so talking Absolutely. about that 
what was so I'm I'm very much when it comes to these interviews, I love to get to know the person. So what was life growing up for you like? Because you, you're what, NY side, aren't you? East, yeah. North East, you said? Uh, well, upstate, not even upstate. They just call it upstate because it's not the city. But I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, I represent P- Poughkeepsie. Um, life growing up, once again, I can't complain. Like, I have two healthy parents. Um, one being my dad was a, a little more strict on us, <laughs> but that's just my old man. So like, I honestly, when I think about my childhood, I was blessed. That's, that's all I could say. Growing up, um, like what you want to know about, like when I first started doing music or like just what I was doing before music, yeah, let's start with that. What were you doing before music? What I was doing before music. I was a soccer player before music. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we are a soccer family. All my brothers play soccer. Some of them would say they're better than me, but I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I got three brothers. Um, definitely played a lot of soccer. Uh, just hung out with friends. Was good in school. Uh, like low A's in school. So I was good in school. Um, I realized yesterday I was thinking I've read a lot. That's something that I don't think that I think separates people when they grow up is like, Um, you could tell people that read a lot as children from people that didn't. So um, I'd say up to like fifth, sixth grade, I read a lot. And then slowed down after that but like and now when i look back it's like that's something that made me who i am today and all the things that i was reading um or just like being in that zone anyway and analyzing critical thinking stuff like that um and then yeah got to high school Started doing the regular type of shit, Mom. <laughs> nah, can we curse on here or what? <laughs> yes, well, I said we we passed the thirty second mark, so yeah, go okay, just speak cool. freely, man. Speak I'll, freely. I'll keep it on a, a little minimum anyway. But um, <laughs> just started doing the regular stuff, uh, like hanging out with people, like trying to get girls, da da da, you know, partying, having fun. High school was cool too. Um, and then I think freshman year is when I started making music. Um, and I am not like, when I look back, it's just like, we were just making music. It wasn't like the greatest stuff ever, but, um, it was being made and it started a foundation of, okay, this is how you record a song. This is how you freestyle. This is, so it's like certain things I just picked up and wasn't the best at it. Wasn't around people that were the best at it, but we started and um and i just kept i kept taking that uh to the next level from there mm. went to college in uh howard university i'm trying to see if i got any memorabilia anywhere <laughs> but uh <laughs> i hope they no panties dog <laughs> <laughs> i wish they made howard panties bro that <laughs> that's the greatest christmas gift. valentine's day yeah on the corner but Real quick, homie. Um, you you dope, and you can understand with your vernacular when it comes to a bar, like your your word play. You can see that you know, you know, education played a big role. 
Yeah. Um, but going back to where you grow up, a lot of people think New York is like a very liberal state. It's not. New York is very conservative. Can you talk about growing up in the conservative part of New York? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> because, because yeah, people do assume that if you're not in the South, that people are more liberal, or in, especially New York. Um, I grew up in a, I'd say, white area. Like, Poughkeepsie, the city, is a city. There's Black people there. But it's a city in terms of where, like, I think 70% are black. So it's a city, but there's 30% in the city that are white, right? And then outside of the city is where I grew up. Like, I grew up in Pleasant Valley. I still live in Pleasant Valley with my parents. Um, but Pleasant Valley is right outside of Poughkeepsie. So it's it's white people. Like, period. I didn't go to Poughkeepsie High School, which Poughkeepsie High School is an all-black high school. But I didn't go there. I went to Arlington, which is just a big 4,000 uh, 4, person, 4,000 student school, like a 1,000 in every graduating class. And that was more white people. But it's like it's a mix. Okay, so let's say, let me like frame it in a way where it yeah, relates to like – I don't. I don't want to get you in trouble. No, you're you're not going to get me in trouble at all. Because I would say, it regardless, it's just it's a good layup. Um, so, in that arena or that, um, I guess it is arena because everyone's acting. But um, in that arena, when I look back, it's like I was around the people that I cannot stand. This like today like i was growing up i played on soccer teams with them played basketball with them my, my brothers played baseball for a, a short period of time like it's so like so we're we're meeting all these people and um uh it's like white people black people i'd say i grew up mostly around my family which is black obviously so it's like i have i'm always going to have that center but growing up around white people, it's like they they put that shame on you. They and you don't you might not realize it if you don't grow up or think about it. It's like they they're putting shame on you just by you being in a white space. So I always wow. say I always say um, white people will. Um, Where's I going with this? Like. They'll put they'll put the shame on you, uh, and you don't notice it. But I say, oh, this is what I was gonna say. White people in groups is when you know who they are. You know what I'm saying? That's like a white person, and I'm I have white friends. I have a, a white homies that I go back with, and I still rock with to this day. Mm. Just with one yesterday, um, but it's like. He he's a type that knows how I am, so he can't be around me for a long period of time and like not understand what what I think or um, the ways that I know the world to be and society's dynamics to be. But I say that white people like people are cool. People in general are cool. So also with black people, I don't like how black black people like make putting categories on things. It's like we know best that people in general are meant to be endearing. Like you should like people. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, when white people get in groups, 
they're not the same. They're not the same, and they they their teachings will uh, the or what they've learned will spill out onto things that they don't understand. It's spilling out onto. So even further than just bullying and stuff, it's like you'll see discrimination from teachers. I had white teachers. Let's think about that. I had white teachers. So you'll see discrimination from white teachers towards black children. And when you look back, you're like, wait a minute, that that's something I grew up in. So oh. like when I say I'm blessed, I know I'm blessed because I understand that. Like there's some kids that are black that grew up over there and they still think about that stuff. Like why do they just shun me or why do they act like I'm not as smart as everybody else? So in terms of the conservatism in my area, I'd say it's still white as ever. <laughs> it's still white as ever till like after this whole George Floyd thing, um, the this whole summer of uh, social initiatives and stuff like that, it's still white as ever because 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump. Mm, facts. No, because the reason why I brought that up, because your story resonates with me a lot, too, because, mm. you know, I went to St. Pat's in Elizabeth uh, for my freshman year, and that was predominantly black, Latino. Right. Rest, the rest of my high school, I went to Sarahville High School in Jersey, which is like Middlesex County, and okay. that's predominantly all white. And yeah. so I agree with you when... Um, well, wait, what about before people? that? What about before high school? No, 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 no. High school. I went to St. Pat's my freshman year of high school. Right. And then my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I went to Sarahville in Middlesex County. Okay. But before that time, I went to all black schools in my middle school. Right, right, right. Okay. And I can resonate with the story with Sarahville because Sarahville High School was like Saved by the Bell. That's how right. it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how it was. And I resonate with you because when it comes to um you know, it's like uh, the beauty of uh, it's like it's a beautiful thing, but uh, at the same time, because you 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 you're you're you're, you're in that world, so you kind of you kind of yeah. figure out how people you think. You still live, right, right, right. <laughs> and so when you know white people are in group settings, they're totally different when they're in by themselves. Yeah, because they're growing up by those biases. Mm. And like you said, with teachers, they already have that bias on people of color that's facts mm. that's not gonna go away so you're in that mindset like you don't know any better you're like i'm gonna prove them differently yeah and you, and you come out of your own comfort level of being yourself mm -hmm. because you want to prove people i'm not the one i'm not the the thug or the criminal yeah that's real I, and I can relate to that, so that's why I went. I brought that up. <laughs> that's that's as real as it gets. Um, but it's it's good that you understand that. I understand that. Drew understands that. We so we can move different. <laughs> but yeah. it's, when people don't understand that, it's like now we're sol. We're shit out of luck because we're like regardless of what the way we can categorize each other they still look at us as black right we're all gonna be black but it's like if some of us i think education is that important because if some of us are 
more hip than others, all of us need to get hip. Like more, put more yeah. people on, spread the information, let them know that this is what's happening, and right. you don't have to go out like this. <laughs> hey, you know one of my pet peeves when when a white person, oh, you you sound articulate. Yeah, <laughs> you speak so well. You speak so well, and you know what it is. You know what it is is it's crazy because I was saying the other day we don't we think we got to think about the depths of colonialism to the point where my parents are both from Ghana, but they had to speak English. Mm. Like they were, they from Ghana, like the tribe, the villages of Ghana, but. Everybody there, if you go there, they speak some of them speak English. Like most of the majority of Ghanaians will speak English because mm. of that history. Like they this this English language is theirs. The thing is, when they hear us wielding it against them, <laughs> then they then they start thinking, like, oh wow, you're actually impressive. Because <laughs> it's like mm. like that's our that's what the way they look at it. So it's funny, yeah, man. It makes us look like we're mutants. Like, oh, you, you're, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, they, they put that that history is beat onto us so much that you're lesser, you're lesser, you're lesser. It's like at the same time, we if we knew our history, we would look at them like lesser, and that's what they don't want. When Nick Cannon starts talking about like history and and them uh in the the way the way white people framed history then they start looking at him like nah nah you cut that off cut wilding out off what else he got cannons class <laughs> cut that <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> it's like man he's telling you a different perspective of history mm. so and it's not I just like him it's just that, that in general let's put this disclaimer we love white people it's just certain right. white people <laughs> have issues with us and what makes it bad for us is that it gets to a point where they become complacent and they feel comfortable in their world. And so they'll just like not to lot the actual issues. So again, disclaimer, we love white people. All right. Well, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna weigh in a little bit here with this one as well, because I mean obviously the my experience of growing up in London has been, especially in the part of London where I've grown up in, which was Ealing, which is known mm -hmm. as the Queen of Boroughs. So if you go to more north, east and south, you actually start to see the levels of ethnicity start to go up. But that's okay. also where you start to, that's when you hear like, you know, you don't go down south because that's where, you know, certain people roam from or parts of east and part of north. But the funny thing is, is if you go further enough east, you now end up into Essex and you can end up into deep parts of Essex where... Yeah. It's it's almost like you. It's safer to stay in London in a lot of cases of the word, because it's a lot more ethnically diverse. But you start to leave and go outside of London, then you're going to get a completely different experience tenfold. But wow. it's not. What I will say to us is not just a case of white people. The fact is, is that somehow we were the on the top from history. If you know your history, and then it's been completely reversed around because you got you got to think of it. We got a homie. Uh, was it Carlos? That's in Japan. Um, yeah. He he's already expressed what his experiences are like with you know with state Asians, even with the with South Asians, East Asians, right. uh, Europeans. You can go to even go look how Brazilians are. That's yeah. that's another another thing altogether. The lighter you are, the more valuable you are. The darker mm. you are, the further right. away you kind of go. Right. So. 
for, for me, when I say it's, 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 it's this kind of narrative that's been spilled out and it's just been something that's been consistently going on. Like you'll find in a lot of cases, it's like, yeah, it's safe to stay in your own. It's better to be your own. But then we were talking to Marjute the other day and she's like, oh, I can't wait to have my little uh, mixed race, you know, multicultural little baby. And then I kind of look at the case of myself because I'm like, what, half, I'm Russian, Indian, Grenadian, um, Trinidadian, and if you go further back a little bit, Mongolian and Scottish. But that's what yeah. I know at the moment. If I was to do a proper DNA test, which I plan to do just for the for the sake of interest of it all, to yeah. see how how many places that I'm attached to. But then even my experience has been different from your experience because I'm that I'm, I've been in the middle and I've been treated like I'm in the middle. So right, right, right. even though I've always associated as being black, then I get told from like when I was in high school, I've been told, well, you're not black, you're light skinned. Uh, then you can't, but then I'm too brown, but I'm too brown and I'm too attached to, I'm too, too into my culture that this I'm too, I'm too dark to be white. So you start to sit in this kind of weird, weird, fancy kind of position. So you don't know what you can kind of do. So it's like, I have been called at um, a part of social gathering. How does it feel to be the only black guy in a group? And there's someone that's darker than me, but because he, he's with them and that's the kind of world that they're into. I'm the one that's like, oh, when we think of the word, the N word, or if we think of someone black, we think you, we don't see it in any other kind of shape or form. So yes, once again, disclaimer, we're not spilling out anything, but this is the experiences you've gone through and especially the states-based experience, yeah. because now we're starting to see all of these things come to light. Say for instance, yeah, like the whole George Floyd thing when Shamori was saying on the other interview as well, it's like, I don't get why now of all times it's not people are taking interest, but we all know it was a big lead up COVID restlessness, <laughs> people having to be forced yeah. to sit down and watch things and not be Absolutely. scrolling up. Now, you know, like your little 60 second clip, most people won't watch something for longer than three seconds, but now mm -hmm. we're all forced to watch stuff. Mm -hmm. It then starts putting night, night into people. I mean, I've had conversations oh. with some, some white peers that I know and they were like, look, like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I just didn't realize. And I've been getting, I feel like I've been getting away with so much and so less. And it's just like, well, in some cases for us, because don't get me wrong, you've got the extreme brothers who are just as much of the problem as the extreme others in all cases of the word. But at the same time, it's like you've been at, we don't, most of us don't really bothered. Like when they kind of look at us in that sense, we just want to push on, get on and not be swept underneath the rug. But that's my kind of standpoint on that. Yo, and that's, that's super real. And we need that perspective as well. Sometimes Americans, especially as one, I know that we get swept up in ourselves and do not, we don't remember that there's stuff going on in the UK. We don't remember there's stuff going on in Brazil, back in Ghana, Nigeria. Like we don't think about that because we're so stuck on this American stuff. And if we can look to history and at all the revolutionaries, the black intellectuals towards the end of their lives or as they progress they start going other places they start talking to other people <laughs> because they understand that this is a global struggle yep mm -hmm. exactly that and then so also, i just want to give a quick shout out to um because you know you know black history is around the corner um but days of the year i want right. to shout out to dr thomas Masa from uh, Ghana. He's the uh, oh, father of the internet. Uh, optical fibers. So look him up. If you don't know his name, go look him up. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Thomas uh, Masa. It's M-E-N-S-A-H. Um, M-E-M-S-A-H? 
Yeah, he was born in Ghana. Oh, Mensa? Mensa. Yeah, there you go, Mensa. Right, yep. right. Thomas Mensa? Yep. Godfather of the internet. That's right. Hmm. Say no more. Man, we, we don't do nothing, but we don't do nothing, right? Just saying. Right, right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> Who said that? Well, uh, that's the general narrative, like, isn't it? When you think of Facebook, when you think about yeah. like StreamYard and everything like that, he's still alive. He lives in uh, Georgia. So, so think of that brother, that king. Wow. Wow. We bring gems here. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I had I had the notebook ready. So you know, <laughs> That's I what knew it was going to be a good time. That's what I'm saying. Conversations like this are needed. So mm. what we're going to do, just going to segue a little bit. So as you've mentioned before, very articulate, reading a lot when you were a kid, and that's leaked heavily into your music. So right. who was your who was your your musical insp- your inspirations when you All when right. you think? Um. I'd start out with what I like the first music I was bumping on MP3, like myself. Matter of fact, forget MP3, CDs. So CDs, DMX was like the first DMX Jow Roll that era that era is what the first thing I was bumping. Then 50 Cent. Then then Chingy. I think Chingy was the first uh album. I, my my parents ever bought me, so that was the first album I ever bought. So this is the era I'm growing up in. Um, oh. Eminem started becoming big. Like this is that's my childhood. And Nas, I can't forget Nas, Nas, Jay Z. Um, and then when I started like actually picking music myself, which I was, was kind of because I have older brothers and stuff and. My parents would buy us what we wanted for like CDs and stuff. Um, but when I started like going out and looking for myself, I resonated with people like Nas, Lupe, uh, uh, 50, uh, Biggie Smalls. Um, then, and that's what, I was, what I'm getting at right now is when you start going back, then it's endless now. That I, so then I started looking at people like Big L. Then I started looking. Okay. Yeah, like so. I w- I was able to like keep going into. I guess I was a hip hop head, you could say, because <laughs> I started going back and I was like, okay, this is where this came from. And you can't say Nas is the hottest without talking about Rakim. Okay, <laughs> so so I'm hip. Um, I'm influenced by a lot of people, but in terms of like my style, I'd say people like like Nas, like I want to say Jay, but it's more of a Nas type of cerebral that oh. I'd be on. <laughs> so can I interject for a minute? For a yeah. minute, um, I'm I'm really feeling that joint, mankind. And- Word. I was going to put that you. question. Danny, <laughs> Thank you. Your, your, your flow kind of reminded me of Andre 3000 a little bit. Word. That's another influence. Outcast. Absolutely. That's that's what, when I when when I thought of like your influences, I thought that would be like the first one. That's, mm. that's crazy. I appreciate that for even putting me in the same conversation. But um, back in the days, that's another, that same era I was mentioning, Outcast was heavy. 
Like mm-hmm. when they started putting out roses and uh and uh oh what's the, I like the way I like the way way you move yeah yeah that's let me say that that's one of that's my influence for hip hop <laughs> 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 that song I like the way <laughs> like that's a that's a hit to me so things like that I just love like good groove it, it doesn't have to be groovy like that but i'm just saying like the feel good music is what made me into the artist that i am mm. so would you say like because i mean obviously other than the outcasts because you've mentioned quite a lot of east coast was that just because of being from the east of the states and that's where a lot oh, of your concentration and inspirations come from rather than you know like your looters say for instance during those times and uh you got, had obviously your ti's you go west coast <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Yo, east coast bias that's fine i ain't saying nothing on it i'm just asking the question yeah Yo, I'm trying to figure out if the the light is too much over there. Should I move nah, this? Right. No, 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 it's all right, man. That was good. All yeah. right, now, but on some on the East Coast bias, I'd say we East Coast is always so heavy with their with their content. You know, the the lyrics are so heavy. As someone who grew up on all these people and went back to here. What was going on before? I understand that lyrics is one of the main components in hip hop and rap. So, uh, I, and Juju, you know this about me. I'm more, I'm more <laughs> that person who is like, like, okay, what were they saying though? <laughs> so, New York is just that's just what we grew up on. Like the slick talkers in New York, they can talk for a reason. Like they put the words together so well. And that's why we're biased. Let's get that out the way. It's not because of boom, bat, boom, 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 bat, boom. That's cool too. Mm. But it's the way they give it up. It's the way they're they're delivering it that that New York is just unprecedented. But let me let me say to your point, every time you name another name, I go deeper into my bag. Like the <laughs> what's the you said ludicrous? What's the one he got? Mm-hmm. Splash waterfalls. Yeah, yeah, that's it. hit, Luda hit, bro. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's all. All that goes, all that factors in when I think about it. It's just like I got to keep thinking because you mentioned the West Coast. The game was crazy to us. The game mm. was great. Like I don't think I was on Dr. Dre till later, but I believe when he got hit, when he got linked with um, Eminem. We was on that same that that uh, the sonic sound that he was doing, and then mm. it, that's why Fifty Cent was going so crazy for us too. It didn't seem like Fifty Cent was he's in New York, but like he seems like a global sound too. Like, right. yeah, like the way he hits, it's like it goes no matter where you go. Um, down south, Lil Wayne is my favorite rapper. Let's let me get that clear. Like if if I about. think. If I think about like somebody who is just who I grew up on and consistently impressed me lyrically, Lil Wayne, it, I like I, there was a time I thought about it and I was like, I got to give Lil Wayne that. Like I can't. Nobody has touched that for me. So in the South, you got to give it to the South, too. Like they they were on that on like the when the Hot Boys came out. uh 
Wayne sparked out of that for a reason. He's like a mm. different type of beast when it comes to lyrics. That's why everyone in New York respects him. He started messing around with Dipset. Like it's so even Dipset's another one. We could go on for days, but I'll just say that I'm not just New York biased. I just understand that there's something different in people like Nas. Like it just comes out different. Even let's talk about Jay because just because Jay, I don't think Jay is Nas. I think Jay is Jay so well that it's untouchable. So mm. it's just like the New York, the way New Yorkers give it up is is unprecedented. Definitely, but no. it's the crazy thing, crazy thing about it. If you think about it, like Common is from the Midwest, but mm-hmm. when people talk about Common, they align him to the East Coast. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very even though he's shy town. Yeah. So and I always kind of forget that like, him and, and Kanye are both. Well, then Kanye. Yeah. Well, he's a unique element in his own right. Yeah. But definitely like, in a sense of common. Yeah. yeah right. The legendary Jay Dilla. You know. The- <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. If we're talking about the Midwest, see, there's you could you got to give everybody their flowers. Like, there's so many people in the Midwest. Eminem came out of the Midwest. Royce the Five Nine came out of the Midwest. Where did some village come from again? Were they where Midwest? Were they some village? Were they East? Were they Midwest as well? Some village is that Elzai? No, that's um, that's who um, Ninth I think it was first produced for again. Because there's like a whole thing with them. I'll find it. It's all right. No, Slum, I thought Slum Village has Elzai in there. That's a group. Uh, uh, yeah, Slum Village. Yeah, I think. A group. They're a group. Uh, it, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, oh my God, I'm going blank. This is, oh my God. I got to look it up. Man. I, 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 it's too early. <laughs> See, sorry. Uh, sorry about this, guys. It's a bit late for me. So I'll, <laughs> I'll get on the I'll get on the yeah, it, It's later in the day for you, man. There's no excuse. You know, that's all for lunchtime. This is, this El, is, this I is told you, Elza is in the group, so it's a yeah, group. Elza, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Jay Dilla, Jay Dilla, Illa J, yeah. Batin, and Elza. So, yeah, I was right with Elza, but um, he he as well is a legend. Well, so, I don't, legend, I know Jay Dilla too, but I don't know the other two dudes in the group. I don't, I don't think I was hip to Slum Village that well, but. I know Elza is a legend and Jay Dill is a legend, so that's another. Say so go 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 back to the back catalog. That's like literally Slum Village is one of the one of those groups I can always go back and listen to. They've just yeah. got like, just killer from beats because obviously Dill's up on yeah, that, so you know the beats are gonna be crazy. But yeah, but Slum Village as a group are literally one of those ones. But this is this is gonna lead me into the the next part because, like you said, I do know you personally. Yeah. So without, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna dump on anyone in the sense of what they they do hip hop wise or how they right. present themselves to the game. But I guess this is the reason why I pref- like having conversations with artists who, like yourself, admit to going digging in the crates because that's the oh, yeah. you know the original hip hop way. Yeah. If you're gonna, you gotta find, you gotta know, you gotta know what to know where you're going. You gotta know where you came from, as the saying goes. So because really? you take. You take you take so much time. So, for instance, what we were talking about was like mankind. So, do you mind breaking that down just a little bit more for us? Um, the mankind, the song, or the the like the rollout, the concept. Yeah, but, but everything because I mean that's the one that you you know you're hitting up to nearly seven k views um, yeah, yeah. on your 
group. And you also had those dancers in Ghana do that, do a video, oh, yeah, yeah. which is just beautiful. So shout out to them. Uh, but the, um, is it at the at underscore one Bob Marley? Uh, yes, sir. So shout yeah. out to them. Absolutely beautiful. And the way that they've brought, you know, for expression of dance, they brought that to life. So yeah. 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 John, give us all the info. Give us. That, that was the icing on the cake. That was the cherry on top when the dude from Ghana hit me up and was like, oh, I want to do a dance video to this. Because um, I believe I had a promotion going on over there and he just happened to see it and hopped onto it. So I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Um, well, mankind, uh, I'd say it it usually starts, I would say, I wouldn't say usually because it could go any type of way, but this time it started with mankind, the word, and then the concept just as a thought or like putting it in my notes or something like that. And then, then the song came and I think, it started with the hook. Uh, you know I dropped all my hopes for you. I thought that was you supposed to do. You was trying to leave a mark on me, but I'm too busy getting over you. So it was like, it started with that. And I was like, this will go anywhere. Like any, it'll go on any beat, any, give me a boom bat beat, a trap beat, it'll go. Um, just cause of the content. It's like, oh, this is just dope. Um, and then I got the B. The B is just like warped out, uh, just a trippy sonic like mm. ride roller coaster. So I'm like, this is this is it too, because it's so encapsulating that I was like, this this hook on this beat is a no brainer. So mm. it started with that. Um. Damn, I'm bringing you through how I'm building the whole damn song. <laughs> I've never I done that. It is, it is a good great question. question, man. Hey, okay, say no more. I'll, I'll continue. All right, so from the hook, uh, I think, how's this done? I don't want to be just another man. I don't want to be just another guy. If you could see what I'm up against, you'd want to see on the other side. And that was that was a different melody in the song, but like that concept of just like I don't want to be just another man. I think when I heard the beat, that was what I thought. I was like, I was like, that would go crazy if I was like, I think I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm the man. Yeah, yeah. And um. It just it, it was all going together with the mankind theme, so I was like, let's just finish it then. Um, uh, the in the verse, the verse came easily because it was that was like when the the beat opens up and I can just rap. That's like I love the hook. The hook is so dope, but the when the beat opens up, no more ad libs. No, it's like like oh, I could just go. So. I was able to pretty much encapsulate the the theme, which is mankind, and in so many different um, perspectives and um, directions. In terms of like, when you think of mankind, it's it's like big, expansive. You think of mankind. Why is it mankind? What is man? 
what do I see mankind as? So it's like all this stuff was, it was so easy to write to because it's just like, how, what are you experiencing? So I think in the, in the verse, it's like me talking about different ways that I've, I've let my ego get a hold of me or when I think I'm the man. You know, then then it became comes. When do I think I'm a man? Like, when does it become like, oh, you humble now? <laughs> you just a man. Like, make let's get that clear. You just a man. So in the verse, I was just trying to beat that on the head of just like times when I thought I was the man, and then times where you you're humbled. And I, as a whole, I think the product. I think I can sit back on that and just and continue but like i can sit back on something like mankind especially with the visual and people people can gravitate towards it if they like it. yeah but yeah so talking about the visuals because that video is kind of crazy and compared like i'm comparing some of, of comparing <laughs> some of the videos because you do think about your visuals quite well and as right. you do go back into your catalog you can see the improvements but yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. So how did so so yeah so yeah break down break down how you thought of this idea for the video and the casting and you know what made it as it is because it is it's really dope I'm not gonna lie thank you thank you and shout out to Sean Raymond uh quarter to nine productions my homie B Mob edited that video Mike Pop on the drone shots um that was like I I talked to Sean a lot about certain ideas I want to do. Um, but Mankind, when I made the song, it was like I was the only one that knew about the song. So now it's like, how do I best represent this? How do I best mm. present this to everybody else? Um, and it had to be some uh, some out-of-the-box type shit. I'm honest. I'm, I got to be honest. Uh, it had to be out-of-the-box because the song is out of the box like let's make that clear too like you guys gassing me up right now telling me it's a dope song but i know it's like it's not a normal joint like i'm like i think mm. i'm the man yeah 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 i think and there's no ad libs in the in the in the verse so people can't mm. get lit to it it's like it's like it's a song it's a conceptual song and i understood that so i was like we got to go all the way then I've mm. never seen anybody in a music video, period, not just hip hop, that was in a lake or a creek walking like they were man in the wild. So mm. that was what I was thinking. I've never seen it. If somebody could show me, please show me. But I've never seen a man in the wild type music video. So I was like, let's do it. And um, Sean was like, bro, you really want to go in the creek? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, why not? So I'm like, bro, I'm going to get, I'm, if I could, I would get naked. But I, <laughs> he's like, no, you're not going to get naked. So if you see what I'm wearing, I'm wearing mm. nothing but these kind of short, but they were actually a good height, but they were short green shorts. And uh in that, I wanted it to be as um, natural nature, um, nature reminiscent as possible in terms of what would Tarzan be, black Tarzan be wearing, you know? <laughs> so that's what I came with. Um, 
and he was like he was like all right let's do it we went got the got the girls um to represent like calling me into the forest um and went with the concept like the concept was it could have gone we could have done it as a freestyle like we could have just been in the wild doing whatever and it would have looked yeah. dope um but we we found like different shots to represent different parts of the song so like if you watch it um it's like nothing approved to myself and then it's like mad bright. <laughs> and there's like two women behind me, like looking at me. I'm like, oh man. So it's as a as a video, it came out exactly how I would like it to, too, because it represents different things in different shots. But we're in the wild. Like, well, let's get that clear. My feet had cuts on them from the, oh, the rocks in the, the creek and stuff. Like, for real. The girls got in without the like they only had their dresses on they got into the, the water so we went crazy with that video but it it was worth it no it definitely was man it goes well you gotta put the work in i suppose <laughs> yeah for sure for sure facts and I, i'm not gonna put any pressure on you yeah. but the that track kind of remind me of andre 3000 um perfect prototype Cause you oh, know, I think I someone know. said that too. Cause out of all, yeah. Now you mention it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Out of, um, Andre three thousand. I know it's considered an outcast track. Yeah, yeah. The sound that kind of resonate me the most is um the perfect prototype. Just the sound, just the vibe of the song, and that's the same yeah. feeling I get from mankind. It's that, yeah. that 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 sound that that chill vibe. It's Word. Like, it's a is a is a track that you can you can nod your head to, but you can have sex to. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Con I'm, I'm contributing to mankind with this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that ass, that ass. Six second clip that. <laughs> For real, oh. mankind is like sex. So let's make that clear. <laughs> Well, I mean, given by the videos and stuff, I was thinking to myself, well, Kicks is really getting in. No discrimination. That's another thing. We wanted um, <laughs> we wanted three girls, and one right. of them, it was she was a light-skinned girl, so she would have been perfect for the the, the in-between of the white and the black girl, but um it was it, it worked out just as I, I I would like it to. And no, thank you for that too about the prototype. That's that's real. That's real. I wanted it to sound like the when you say you know I dropped all of my hoes for you because I thought that's what you supposed to do. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> come on, man. That's that's like you, as you, R and B as it gets. Huh? Bro, you had you had Mother Nature coming on that, man. That ass. <laughs> that ass. <laughs> that ass. Watch the video. You'll see it. Yeah, for real. If you want to feel my man's coming out like Adam, I am first original man. This isn't pimping. This is just statistics. Um, <laughs> Do you rap it? Do you <laughs> <laughs> oh, so touching on a couple of your other tracks as well. Um, so Killing Season. Yeah. Very, very powerful. I said very powerful video considering 
the time seven months ago when that was released because of everything that was going on. Great. Well, once again, same thing like is with mankind. You know, what made you? What would made you? What made you make that as your message for what was going on at the time? And also, what was it like filming a music video during those protests as well? Whilst you're there, literally in a white, everyone else is wearing black. You're in a white. It looks like a white shirt, mm. and tie, and stuff. So that must have been a funky experience, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, killing season. This is going to be a gem for people that watch this is Killing Season was made before George Floyd got killed. Whoa. Okay. Killing Season was made as a representation of coronavirus. Hmm. That's dope. I like that. When, so now when, when you watch this back and watch the video back and listen to what I'm saying back, it'll feel different. Yeah, that would now, especially from what I remember from watching that. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to feel mad different now. Like 100. Let me bring in a gym. That's a dope <laughs> allegory because that reminds me of Godzilla. And the reason why Godzilla yeah. was created because of what happened when they dropped the bomb in uh, Hiroshima and Narasaki. Mm. And so Godzilla was an allegory for that because uh, Godzilla came out in 1955. What happened in Hiroshima mm. happened in 1945. So it's basically a tragic story of how what happens when a nuclear disaster happens in, 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 in a city. I so never even happened. thought about that. It makes sense now when you put that. To, yeah, well, yeah, when you, yeah, that's a gem even for me. Color me what impressed. <laughs> Why? Because I'm black. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even hear what was said before that. All I heard was "Why?" Because I'm black. I said "Color." I said "Color me impressed." He's like, "Oh, why?" Because I'm black. I said, "Well, no. I think you too colored now, bro. I might need to die new." Carry on, carry on playing. I'll send you the Michael, yeah. Michael Jackson package. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, well, this is what we do at the NEP. That's what we do. It's all facts. a joke and all love, man. That's what we do. Facts, facts, facts. So, but so back to the so the kids. Okay, so that's that's a massive. Oh yeah, that's a massive gem, as like you said. So you've this was gonna be a, this was your COVID representation song, but then yeah. as things transpired, what was just go through the filming process, man. Oh. Boom! That's that's God right there because the song was to me it was so dope already before that, and not to say that George Floyd was just like the uh, the spark to my to the to the song dropping. Like no, if it if it dropped before, it would still have the impact just for a different reason. Oh. But I'm saying George when George Floyd got knocked, it's like. I say got knocked like you went to jail. Like, no, when they killed George Floyd, mm. then people around me started changing their their energy. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> like, let's make that clear, too. It wasn't me that said, okay, let's do this now. It was like, now the world is on the same type of time. Mm. So then it took nothing. It took nothing except for me saying, yo, Sean, I'm going to the protest in Poughkeepsie, I think it's tomorrow at like two. 
and are you gonna be there? He's like, bro, I'm in Yonkers. Like, I'm I'm not gonna come down there. Like, he didn't want to at first. And then his my homie B Mob told him, like, nah, bro, I think you might want to go to that one. Like, it would be dope to do killing season. So Sean's like, all right, cool, I'll do it. Then he when he puts his mind on something, then he gets hyped to do it. So then, like, if you watch the video, it's like we were in the protest. Like, it wasn't like we stood outside or like outside of the crowd or yeah. we planned it and said, we're going to do this shot. This We were in the protest, kneeling down with people, like looking at the cops. There was army tanks and stuff. And you're right. I was wearing a suit and tie, <laughs> not not a not the jacket, but I had the nice white white shirt and the black tie on. And I, when I walked in there, I was feeling good. Like, let's do it. Like, I felt like on some Martin Luther King NOI types vibes. <laughs> walked in there, and and like I said, it was other people that had changed their energy. My energy has been the same since Mike Brown. Yeah. Um, so I'm walking in there like, let's do it. And Sean was there to capture it. Um, people looked at us, but people look at you all the time. So <laughs> we shot the video and it came out just exactly how it was supposed to come out. People sent pictures in too after we we sent we hit people. He said, "Send us black and white shots that you took from the protest." Mm. They sent them to Sean. So if you see them, they're plastered in there. Some of them, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of moments in there, like moments in terms of you. You look back in ten years and be like, "What?" There was little kids at that protest on people's backs, like this oh. <laughs> crazy. You know, it was so that video is I don't know which one represents Kicks Capri more, mankind or killing season, but I'll just say both of them <laughs> are gems. <laughs> well, I would actually sorry, go on, Garnish. No, I just want to uh what I was said what I said earlier it, the date was wrong. It was in 1955, it was 1954. So word same. Okay. Okay. That's nothing, bro. <laughs> I, I just no, you don't say that. Thing. Don't ever say that because what it is one little piece of misinformation and suddenly everything goes askew. Look at <laughs> no, our history. It's, it's nothing, real. man. It's nothing. But but real um, talk, man, but I, I love how you put two together because mm -hmm. again, what happened. You didn't intentionally, you have one uh, mindset that it was about COVID. And then you know how, you know how back in high school, you'll tell a, you'll tell a story and then that story changed when it gets to the 10th person. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the same thing. So now you're just running with it. It's like, all right, cool. If you want to say it's that, it's that. Yeah. If you want to say it's COVID. It, and that's the beauty of art and music is that it's up to the listener's interpretation. That's what I love about art the most, and I play on that a lot in my music. Is like you can believe it is what you want, but I'm just saying the truth. So mm. um, for for this killing season, the lyrics again they hit different. Even if you go back and listen right now, because they're spot on for what's going on mm. in this country in this society spot on i'm trying to think what's the 
if anybody could get it, we'd probably get it the worst. Yeah. That's the first line of the second verse. Mm. If anybody could get it, we'd probably get it the worst. So that's already a double entendre because <laughs> most black people were dying from COVID. Yeah. Then you look at our society and you're like, wait a minute. They're killing black people, not anybody else. It's like if anybody can get it, we'd and it's it's a testament to black blackness, literally. Mm. This melanated people just have some way of swaying everything. So it's like if anybody can get it, we probably get it the worst. Yeah, I believe in God, but my Franklin's was never Kirk. Yep. Mm. So it's like into this earth, I'm essential like I'm a nurse because this melanin is a blessing, but they telling me it's a curse. Yeah. Uh, That's dope. And the reason why I love this, man, is that it resonates with all ethnic groups. I know it's talking about us. If you take this and translate it in Japan after the bomb drop in Hiroshima, yeah. they, they, mm. if you take this to what happened to the uh, Jews in the, in the Holocaust, Right, um, they can resonate. That's a fact, and and that's the beauty of this track. You know, you can whatever as your ancestors dealt with, you can take something from this track, which is a dope track, for sure, mm. for sure. And that's a, that's a good point too, because when I perform it, I assume it to be like a black protest type thing. But when you when I look out in the crowd, everybody's lit to it. Welcome oh. to the killing season. Whole entire city's grieving. What do y'all be fighting for? Like it's it's mm. a lot. You're right. It plays to humanity. Yeah, most definitely. And also to add apartheid in South Africa. I just wanted to get that in. Um certain it's fine. So follow directions, which is your 37. 37 second like mini video which i have to say it was edited stupidly well like that was the transitions which, yeah follow, follow follow directions it's like your it's like your poetry there's no beat oh, behind it follow directions but you literally you think it's where you're standing in the middle of the 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 road and then yeah. it just transitions like every time you say like you want you finish a line it then transitions off to another kind of section of what was going on so yeah. Yeah, what 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 inspired you to do to put that little piece together? Because it's as we know, you usually do a lot more music based, but this one you seem to like you hit like a bit more spoken word and poetry with it. Yeah, um, nobody cares is the the name of that series. So nobody cares what I say is what what I originally had the idea for. Because sometimes I have these ideas. And I'll say it, and I'm like, sometimes people are rocking with it, sometimes people are not. And it's like, oh. either way, it could be in the middle. But for for the most part, I'd say nobody cares what I say. <laughs> like, I could say the, the realest shit to you, and you might not care what I say. And I could tell you some bad shit about yourself, and you still not might care what I say. So it's like, in terms of even my music, I I use that that framing. I'm like I'm saying this just so it's here. So when you look back, you could it, it was here. So if I, nobody cares what I say was like me. And once again, Sean Raymond shot this. 
same dude from quarter to nine. It was we. I was thinking about um, how do I convey something without actually saying it? Cause, cause what's that one's like? Uh, it's like a reference to um, to the election. So it, that's what it was. Now I'm just starting to remember what I was saying in there. Um, it was like they try to take us left, or they tell us we could go right. Oh. Why do we never talk about up or sideways? And then the the whole yeah. camera flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm trying to say something to people that I know to be true. But I don't want to just say it out loud because nobody cares what I say. So that was the first of that series. I haven't done we haven't done one yet. I have some written, but we haven't done another second one yet. Um, because that one went so well. It was like it was it was me trying to use my words and my word play to kind of just be in the moment and show people what's going on because it's like. I don't know if you remember before the election, and uh, Ishmael, you you out here, Juju gets to stay in the UK and not deal with all these. Mo- <laughs> but you like, guys, I tell you, no, yeah, you guys, I'm not saying you guys get it worse. I'm not saying London you guys, too, man. that's huh? what I'm saying. I'm not saying you guys, you guys definitely get it more in your face over there. I am not gonna lie, like in any way, shape, or form. But please don't think it's a picnic down here in any way, shape, or word. word, right? word. No, I believe <laughs> that. No, it is entertaining watching it is entertaining watching you lot though. I am not going to lie. No. You never know what's gonna happen. It's got the best movie y'all ever. Got, y'all got Boris Johnson aka Butters from South Park. He looks like Butters. Yo. <laughs> he said butters. <laughs> I don't know if you saw South Park Juju, but of course I have. Yeah, I know, and that's why I'm thinking I can't, I can't separate the two. But I also feel more offended because butters is actually all right. I don't mind butters. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Boris Johnson, who? Boris Johnson, who? True, true. true. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Boris Johnson is our prime minister, isn't it? So, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I missed the um, let's not let's not cover that. Let's get back into like you were saying. So you was mentioning what it was like for you guys over that election period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what follow directions was. It was like I don't I don't always feel like making a song and and like putting it out for people. It's like sometimes I just want to say stuff. But that's why I oh. always say nobody cares what I say. <laughs> so it's like, all right, let's just make it look good or something. Like nobody cares what I'm saying. But if you look, if you listen to what I was saying, it's 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 dope and it it means something. Yeah, and it's definitely artistically put as well. Because you're mm-hmm. and now moving on this, you've literally released a track, um, whoops, and you also released the voice featuring King Jaden as well. So those are your your two com- um your two contributions so far, and you've done a few other mixes as well. So what what we is this what we're looking to expect from Capri? Are we going to get more of nobody cares what I say? What like you said at the beginning, you've got me now sitting on my edge wanting to all the <laughs> exclusives as per usual. Like I want to hear it now. I'm like right. a kid when it comes to this stuff, as you know, yeah. being a DJ as well. I'm greedy. I ain't going front, but okay. So say no more. I'll send you some stuff. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, so what made you? What What was the inspiration behind Whoops? Let's start with that one. Behind which one? Whoops. Um, oh, whoops. One. Yeah. Oh, so okay. 
I asked people what they wanted to hear um, because I feel like people listen more when they're familiar with something. So I was like, what do y'all want me to get on? I just made a, a Instagram uh, post or a story post and it was like, ask a question. So people sent me stuff that they wanted me to get on. Whoopty was one of them. Uh, the the voice, Lil Dirk, that was what the voice mm. came from. Uh, Grease by Drake, mm. and um, the Eve joint. The Eve joint, I thought of that myself. I was like, I need to, <laughs> I need to hop <laughs> on that because I used to love that song. But um, all those are the ones that say Capri mix on them are mm-hmm. mixes of somebody's song, but I I didn't play on their flow or anything like that. Like I went full no ceilings bar exam four type vibes and i i made it my own song so all of those were just remixes of what people wanted me to get on pretty much oh that's dope so and that's also goes to show because i mean your instagram you're definitely you're definitely putting in some decent numbers much better than what what i'm rocking at this moment in time to say (laughs) the least (laughs) so so too juju patience right I was actually going to see if he had any actually, you know, um, you know, hints or tips, but okay, patience. Like you say, patience. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Remember, I, gave you, I gave you that article, bro. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm still going, I've still got to go for it, but it's just, I've got this, this stuff on top of the, some edit, um, some picture editing and things I've got to get done. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to be doing another blast again soon. I just wanted I to get the, the current images all together. Yeah. But touching on that as well. So, because you've you got you got your kickscapri.com where Absolutely. also with is it stackhouse media is it if i'm correct is it Absolutely. yeah stackhouse media yeah there you go looking all Absolutely. pretty pretty with your merch that's one of mine not available yet uh, oh he's bringing gone into the cave of wonders ladies out, and gentlemen we got Raheem <laughs> doing the mink drop, and now we got Kit Capri giving with us the Capri, exclusive stuff, man. This is with a Capri drop. With a Capri <laughs> drop. Oh, my God. This is they are not ready. They- <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, kickscapri.com is where they could get the merch. Any uh-huh. type of vibes you need. We got the Capri Kids in 2T to 4T. We got the Capri Beanies. Yeah, I saw those as well. So any any vibes that people want to grab on kickscapri.com, you can grab it. But that... Nice. Nice, nice. Nice. I'm feeling that, man. I'm loving that beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that, if you see this episode and you hit me up, I will take 20% off for you. Nice. Now we get that exclusive as well. And we got a discount code. (laughs) All right, cool. Sorry, DM me on Instagram and tell me you saw this episode, and yeah. I'll give you 20% off. In fact, furthermore, you have to like 
and commented on it to get your 20%. That's, That's going to be the gateway. Subscribe. We need to subscribe to page to both Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to Kicks Capri, which will, all the links will be at the bottom. And also like, comment, and subscribe as usual for us because we're going to be growing out on this. But also, is that, a, is that an ashtray as well? Sorry, Capri. Is that an yeah, ashtray on there? I actually have one left of those. Those were like a, a uh, what do they call it? Like the collectibles, collect uh, antique. I want it to be, it. Um, uh, what do they call them? Like the, when people do a, a reminiscent, Merch drop. There's a word for it. Travis Scott does it a lot. It's like memorial, something like that. But right, um, right, right. I wanted it to be one of those drops where, like, if you have this ashtray, you'll never see it again. I'm not making this again. <laughs> 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 like it's dope. It's dope. I have one. I use one for my uh, for my sage. Oh, nice. Clean them evil spirits away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they got free inside of it. You can't see them. Yes, we all need that because we're yeah. living in 2020 part two. Right. So true. So happy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I've actually said that. I've actually now made that official. This, I don't know what's going on, but it's just not stopped since March. That's where I look at it, and we That's still continue and going through. It's crazy. Yeah. So, can I make a quick suggestion? Um, as you know, you, um, you, um, people on, on who follow you on IG was requesting you to do like tracks. Yeah. On the path. Can I make a, a suggestion? Oh yeah. I'm not going to put pressure on you, but you know, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, he is. He lying. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> That's what they mean. Whenever someone says, I don't want to put pressure on you. It's like, that means I'm putting pressure on you. <laughs> I would love for you to do your version of Jay-Z's friend of, or foe. That's yeah, that would be cold. That would be cold. Is on there. I usually look to see if the instrumental's on YouTube. If it is, I'll do it. Because oh. I don't like someone told me to do Big Papa. And I was like, why would I do Big Papa? <laughs> like that's like that's like doing the national anthem. Like, what? <laughs> I like the way you I like the way you phrased that. I'm not gonna front at all. <laughs> In a right. sense of um, because I'm, I'm, I'm usually I've usually got a, quite a ton of instrumentals. I know I've got a load of them on my um laptop when I was DJing. This one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That tree is fucking banger, man. That's old school. That's like classic. And what makes that a Jay classic? Because it's a classic story t- is, is is showing his storytelling skills, and I know you're gifted in storytelling. So to see you put a story behind that beat, yo, that'd be bananas. Yo, say no more. Thank you for and the if, suggestion. I'll write that down. If I have one, I'd say if I if I have one, I'd definitely say selfish. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so selfish. By that was definitely we're a self. Thanks for slumping. Give them homework assignment now. <laughs> oh, no, now it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> See, that's that's a whole that's that whole that is not a noun thing. That's where he got guilty his head. No, oh, but yeah. <laughs> music is fun. Music is fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> we expect we expect these Capri mixes in the space of two months. If not, you that's fail. Right. <laughs> it's like they don't call me dad for nothing. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we so any um. 
so what are we to expect from you from this year? We know we're in a very crappy situation. Let's just be a hundred percent of um yeah, yeah. honest with it all. The vid has not been easy for anyone in any way, shape, or form. And it turns out that a lot of these vaccines aren't really doing what they should be doing in the first place. But yeah. keep down to keep that conversation to one side because I can get too political. But <laughs> right, right, what right. what can, what what are we gonna expect from you this year? What's what is your intentions to give us, the consumers, the public of your art? So I'd say that um, these bad type of times, they make for good art. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Uh, I wish it wasn't like that, but that's how it goes. Like the, um, the bad has to match the good. It's a balance, it's yin and yang. So there is good stuff coming out of these times. There's a lot. A lot of good stuff had happened for me in 2020, for being honest. So it's like, I you gotta look at them both in um with a in like moderation because if you feel like oh look, I'm gonna just look at the numbers every day at COVID people getting hit with COVID, it's like you'll you'll be crippled. But you also can't act like it's all sweet out here. It's not sweet either. But you, it's just a balance for me. So. I'm not going to stop is that's pretty much what I'm going at getting at is like, I'm not stopping. I don't think you should stop. I don't think you should stop. I don't think anybody should stop. Just keep going, doing what you're doing. And in terms of me, you'll see probably an upgrade in quality from me. You're going to love the stuff you're getting in 2021 because I held myself to a standard and it's like, once you hit a plateau, it's like you gotta keep going. I can't go back down here. <laughs> like I <laughs> set a standard, and now I'm I'm gonna keep going. So that's something you can count on from me. And I don't feel like I might break that promise. So <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> and, and then also, people who's watching, let's kind of push this brother to be the next Static Shock if they do a Static Shock. Yo, I would love to do that. <laughs> You would be the perfect static shock, bro. And Eric would love that you said that, Juju. Yeah, this is this is gonna for, for Eric because yeah, because of Eric. Yeah, that's the, he's gonna be like, yo, bro. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna bug out on this one. We're gonna say we're gonna put we might put that as just a little clip, just a little, a little one to send him and we'll make him watch the whole thing. Yeah, but side by side image of you and Static Shock. There you go, you bro. I'm that's what I'm saying. 2021, you might see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it because, bro, like, I mean, you, you've honestly the reason why I did want to jump you on is because I'm gonna, um, hopefully, gonna get um, give not one um, fuk on here as well. I need to hit him up anyways to see if he's good to flow through, Mr. Francois. Um, oh, but yeah, so you need to hit me up with the track. Yeah, well, actually, well, if you guys, you guys, I'm surprised you haven't collabed already. To be, honest, to be honest with you, um, but this is it. You're you're coming and you're coming strong. And also, I think it's like you can tell even from how you do interact with your fans, because you can right. see that reciprocated through your Instagram, and you can see that yeah. people like we can put a story out and people actually honestly responding. You generally get cons you know, consistent viewers and likes. I mean, like with anything, especially I suppose on the YouTube side of things, it takes a minute to grow and yeah. to kind of get those numbers up, but it's just great that you're actually putting these things out. 
Yeah. And also it's refreshing, and I mean it because it's just my personal view, but it's refreshing to hear younger artists to actually take the care and dedication to one, know hip-hop, and also yeah. if they don't dig back into the crates and kind of get a bit more of a knowledge and understanding of it, the fact that yeah. you take your time with what you put together, and that's the reason why I'm so intrigued about how Mankind came together, because you've Absolutely. just given a highlight to the process of actually building a track, taking it visually, and then mm -hmm. how do I then present this to people? And it's spoken for itself tenfold. So I can't, literally, I can't wait to see what you've got coming forward. Hopefully, in within five years, I can get out to the States to see everybody in person, but I may yeah. be in a video myself, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but now but, but just truly thank you bro, for, for your time also for your dedication and also your love of what you do because it shows like real talk thank, thank you bro. bro thank you for having me on here uh, like like i said you guys are the people like i want to be connected with anyway like the community in terms of people um pushing uh a message and people who care about the things that when you even when we speak about the ancestors understanding that people came before us and we can look back and pick uh and and apply different principles to what we're doing it's like that's all i'm here for uh we're here as vessels and that's all i'm trying to do all all the stuff that you guys see from me is just a reflection of y'all so oh, I'm getting emotional now. That's important because uh, at the end of the day, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And so yeah. it's our duty to pay forward. And you know, the next and the, to listen to you and to you know you articulate mm. the um oh man, I use the word articulate, but uh you know, <laughs> understand the importance of never forget where you came from, and that's important. Mm -hmm. It's too real. Too real. For real, for real. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you stayed tuned into up to this very specific moment in time make sure you like comment and subscribe as per usual this has been another episode of the no name podcast our interview with the one and only kicks capri I'm signing out yes, jay yes. juju st paul ishmael at hey. that is not a noun don't forget no no name podcast. And that's kicks underscore Capri. All the links for everyone will be underneath here in the description. Check out highcreativity.net. Go copy yourself some merchandise. And like I said before, we're working on some no-name podcast merch. I might even do a cross collab with Capri. Who knows? Anyways, peace out. Have a good one. One. Yeah,